This episode of America the Podcast is brought to you by Real American Oligarchies. Hey there, friend. You look glum. What's that you say? You want to control a country but don't want to bother being elected to office? Well, that's no problem at all. Introducing Real American Oligarchies. What's that you say? You're a Democrat and have heard that all oligarchs are crazy right-wing assholes. Well, that may be true for some other countries, but not here in America. By being a real American oligarch, you can be a Democrat that believes in global warming without having a single vote cast in your favor. What's that you say? Jesus Christ, you're talkative. Oh, you think that the word oligarch might give you a bad image? Well, not to worry. We don't even call them that in this country. We call them billionaires. All you need is a few billion dollars, a bit of influence, and you'll be on your way to controlling the masses vote free. That's Real American Oligarchies, available wherever freedom is sold. Ah, it's good to be back. Hello, America. It's America, the podcast. All right, so Biden won, right? Do I have to keep doing this? I mean, I didn't want the Democrats to win, but I definitely didn't want Trump to win, so I feel accomplished. Can I do something else? No, man, you have a contract with us, and you are going to be doing the show for a very long time. If I can get out of my billionaire contract with Scientology, I can get out of this one. No, you can't. No, you can't. All right, just shut up and do the show. Remember, it's for America. Fine. Hello, America! It's me, Thibodeus A. Stard, a.k.a. the Bastard, a.k.a. the embodiment of an only hope for America. And welcome to America, the podcast, the post-election edition. Election day has come and gone, but election results still seem to be trickling in. But there are several results that we do have, and I will let you know each and every one of them in this week's Rapid Fire News. These days, the news can come at you as fast as counting mail-in ballots, which should be faster, and the American people should demand a better voting process. Well, I am here to shout it at you even faster, or at the very least, I won't take five days to do so. This is Rapid Fire News, Election 2020 Edition. It's finally over, well, sort of. President Trump, who was recently fired from his job by almost 75 million people, is currently refusing to concede the election to President-elect Joe Biden by making baseless claims of voter fraud. The former president's refusal to concede the election was recently backed by Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, who each won their respective Senate races. While the former president threatens to challenge the vote counts in the courts, the rest of America, including most of his supporters, are blissfully moving on, happy to know they won't need to closely monitor a geriatric child for four more years. Next. Senator and slowly rotting turtle Mitch McConnell has won his re-election race against challenger Lieutenant Colonel Amy McGrath. In a related story, Ors from the Department of Magic Law Enforcement were once again unsuccessful in locating and destroying Mitch McConnell's horcruxes. When asked for comment, a spokeswizard stated that they will be considering all options, including assistance from the Ministry of Magic in England. Next. 
Senator and Tennessee Williams voice imitator Lindsey Graham has won his re-election race against Jamie Harrison despite the challenging campaign raising almost $90 million, significantly outraising Graham. It's true what they say, I guess. Money can't buy happiness. And not having to see, hear, or talk about Lindsey Graham ever again would have made me extremely happy. Next. Six indigenous people from across the country won congressional seats this year, and it's been reported that the indigenous vote itself helped swing several states for President-elect Joe Biden. When asked for comment, the DNC said, quote, Thank you so much, indigenous peoples of America. We could not have done it without you. We'll be sure to neglect you just like we do every other person of color until we absolutely need your vote every two to four years. Next. Each member of the congressional group, The Squad, has won re-election despite constant attacks from former President Trump and the demonization of democratic socialism by both the GOP and Democratic Party. When asked why a group of women who want free health care in school for everybody scares the bejesus out of them, the GOP and DNC stated, quote, It's not that we don't think democratic socialism works, it's that we know it works too well. If the American people are more healthy and educated, they might realize that most of their leaders are power-hungry sycophants and frauds, and we can't have any of that, now can we? End quote. And next. Despite most states calling their respective elections and President-elect Joe Biden being declared the winner, the state of Georgia has moved to a recount of the presidential ballot as well as a runoff election for the state's two Senate seats. When asked how it feels to not be the joke of the election cycle this time, Florida stated that it is quite pleased to be out of the spotlight and will offer the state of Georgia any advice on coping with being America's new pain in the ass. Next. Speaking of Florida, the people of the Sunshine State, a place simultaneously home to the happiest place on earth and meth-fueled attack squirrels, voted against President-elect Joe Biden, but also for a $15 minimum wage, something many progressives have pushed for nationwide. They've also changed the state slogan of Florida to confusing the hell out of America for 20 years. Next. Vice President-elect and woman who recently broke a glass ceiling, Kamala Harris, made several firsts this election. She will be the first woman, the first black woman, the first South Asian woman, and the first woman from an immigrant family to serve as the Vice President of the United States. She will also be the first person in four years to serve as vice president to show actual human emotion, unlike the current vice president and only human man to show less emotion than a Vulcan, Mike Pence. I also had a line about him being a mayonnaise and white bread sandwich enthusiast. So, yeah, there's also that. Fucking weirdo. Calls his wife mother. Who, who, who does that? Who calls their wife mother? Hey, I will never get past that. Until now. Next. Despite the DNC's hesitance to embrace the ideals of democratic socialism, the Democratic Socialists of America won 20 out of 29 endorsed candidates this election cycle, including teacher and Black Lives Matter activist Cori Bush. Bush won in Missouri, becoming the state's first black congresswoman and their first Democratic Socialist to hold higher office. And if you're wondering why the Democratic Socialists did not win more, despite having an overwhelming support in the country, well, to put it simply, it goes like this. The majority of America says, we want health care, livable wages, clean air, and free college like the rest of the modern world. Then the DNC says, despite most of you being in your 30s and 40s and even 50s and 60s and in Bernie's case almost 80, we think that all of you are a bunch of immature kids and we know better than you. Progress will always move at a trickle with us. Keep that in the back of your minds in two years, folks. Aside from the Biden-Harris win, 
the DNC barely squeaked by this time. Register to vote, educate yourself on who your leaders are and what they stand for. The fight for America's soul is not over. But what is over is Rapid Fire News. This has been Rapid Fire News. <laughs>
It was the Republicans that did that. Agents of the GOP pushed to have hundreds of thousands of citizens purged from the voting rolls right before the election. Their targets were in predominantly black districts and in districts that could vote against the interests of the GOP. Some members of the GOP even went as far as to put up fake drop boxes in California for mail-in votes. Luckily, they were caught and the voting boxes removed. Despite all the voter suppression and Trump going so far as to instruct his supporters to intimidate voters at the polling places, the DNC pulled off a win. During a pandemic, no less. Or did they? Dun dun dun! As you may be aware, mostly because I've already talked about it and Donnie won't shut the fuck up about it on Twitter, <sighs> the president is refusing to concede the election by claiming illegal votes were cast by dead people, voting machine errors in states he needs to win, not the ones he already won, of course, and cabals of Democrats throwing out Trump votes. Luckily, most of those crackpipe theories in lawsuits have been dismissed by judges due to lack of evidence. But that doesn't matter to the GOP hierarchy, and the president is not the only one refuting the election results. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Nikki Haley, and several other predominant Republicans are all backing the president's false claims. When asked when they will communicate with the Biden campaign regarding the transition of power, Trump's own Secretary of State and man who looks like a teddy bear you'd like to hug at least until he starts speaking, Mike Pompeo said, quote, there will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration, end quote. There are even some backing the president who are signaling that some sort of coup d'etat could be in our nation's future. A coup should be unthinkable in this country, regardless that we have helped several in various nations across the globe in uh, almost every decade. Ugh, Jesus, maybe we deserve this. No. The idea of a coup is disgusting, deplorable, repugnant, and... Uh, you know, exactly what I would do if I were still quote-unquote a bad guy. I mean... It's genius. It's a genius idea. Damn it. Why didn't I think of doing this these past 243 years? Well, I guess I can't have every great idea, can I? <laughs> Uh, maybe not. Dude. What? You can't be serious. Oh, you think they call me the bastard just because I laugh like that and my name is, well, spelled that way. And I like to laugh at the pores from one of my many mega yachts as I drink bourbon and dine on rare albino rhinos. Ooh, that's fun to say. Albino rhino, albino rhino. Well, regardless, they taste really good. Jesus Christ. I mean, eating a rhino is bad enough, but why albino? I mean, I'm not condoning eating normal rhinos, but, you know, the meat blackens it as it cooks, right? So, like, what's the point? Also, you never answered the question about the coup. And I never will. But as far as eating rhinos, it's a billionaire power thing. You wouldn't understand. It's the same reason Rupert Murdoch and I own matching Dalmatian coats. He said he got the idea from some movie or something. Oh my god. Anyways, speaking of power-hungry maniacs, Republicans want to win and would sell out their very own families to achieve that goal. Ted Cruz basically did. And the easiest way to win is to what, kids? Why cheat, of course! What, are you surprised I'd condone cheating, too? Just in case you're new to the show or forgot, like an asshole, I've helped every Republican get elected since the party was the grand new party. 
The whole refusing to concede and making up baseless claims of voter fraud is completely predictable and no surprise to me whatsoever, especially after the last four years. I helped Nixon at Watergate and made sure Ford pardoned him. I helped convince Ronald Reagan to sell his soul to the devil just to control the goddamn 80s. As for George H.W. Bush, well, he was already a CIA spy and didn't really need my help to achieve power, but I was still there, hanging out in the background, eating oranges and drinking Cokes with Dick Cheney. Really fun times. Anyways, where was I? Ah yes, his kid. I helped his kid, George Bush W. or whatever, in 2000, and regrettably helped Trump in 2016, mostly because I thought it would be hilarious. Again, totally sorry about that. But, you know, then again, Trump didn't really need my help or Russia's help for that matter. The American people just needed a little push in the wrong direction. Remember, I am the embodiment of America. I exist in all of you, and all of you and what you believe make me who I am. Which means I am all of America's sins in one billionaire demigod. I'd seen and been America at its darkest in every decade since the beginning. But I've also seen and been America at its best. Why? Because I'm not just its evils, but also America's conscience and shining beacon of hope. I am the belief that we can do better and achieve wonderful things. A belief that lives inside of you all. Like all Americans, deep down, I know what has been happening is wrong and always has been. All of it. Every terrible thing from the last four years. Hell, the last 243. To paraphrase a coat Melania owns, we don't really care, do we? We like to say and think we do, but do we? Obviously some may, but that's the thing. It's some. America goes against its better nature so often that it should be extremely easy for any of you to think of any given horrific thing we have okayed as a nation, either by our outright consent or lack of action. We are all guilty of being apathetic when we need to be angry. We shrug at voter suppression, we have all stood by as immigrant children sit in cages, and actively let the earth burn for the sake of convenience. Right now, American democracy is in its death throes with a Nazi-supporting former president leading the charge to kill it. America overwhelmingly voted for a new leader, and it is becoming likely President-elect Joe Biden won't step foot in the Oval Office. Why? Well, a mixture of good old American complacency and a legal battle akin to Bush v. Gore in a Supreme Court that the Trump administration stacked in their favor. Scary thought, huh? If you're a former Trump supporter listening to this, not to say that America told you so, but, you know, America fucking told you so. We told you this would happen. Anyways. Maybe I and every other overly informed pundit are blowing this whole coup thing out of proportion. I mean, even Karl Rove, the man who engineered the 2000 election, said there is no way this election can be overturned. And we can all trust Karl Rove, right? Right? Or maybe, just maybe, American complacency is as alive and well as the ideals to which Trump and all 70 million of his Nazi-sympathizing supporters cling. If that's the truth then we have a long, dark road ahead of us. Whatever the case, one thing is absolutely certain. I, uh... Oh, Jesus. I can't take another four years of this. Tim, you have got to get me out of here. I, I don't know what you gotta do, but you've gotta get me out of here. Help me! What the hell?
do you want me to do? This is your fucking fault. No, I already apologized a while ago, and I've been thoroughly frowned at, so it's not on me anymore. Besides, as I clearly stated before, it is all of our faults. I just help push the boulder a bit. Irregardless, if I had to do four more years of Trump, oof, I may need to take David Bowie up on moving to his home on Alpha Centauri, at least for a bit. Or, ooh, or maybe I could retrieve the island I used to go to when the Democrats would win. I mean, it's it's at the bottom of the ocean, but Atlantis seems to be doing okay down there. Ooh, I could go to Atlantis. Ha! Or you could buck up and persist. You're the embodiment of and only hope for America. Remember? You're just going to abandon us when it gets too hard? Think of all the people who fought for the win we got. That are still fighting. Stacey Abrams in Georgia, for example. Don't be a coward. We've got a lot of work to do, even if Joe Biden stays as the president. Hmm. You're right. I am the only hope for America. And no, I would never abandon the country I am sworn to embody and protect. My apologies for that brief moment of existential panic. Like all Americans, I too am afraid. Another four years under Trump would be difficult if the worst did come to fruition, but I would and will help guide America through the tweet storm with my very important words like always. Or, if this whole coup business falls flat and Joe Biden does become president, then I can talk about whatever I want. Like birds. I'm just kidding. Birds aren't real. Or are they? Go to birdsaren'treal.com and find out. Luckily, all I want to talk about is America and its goings-onses. I shall always and forever be the loud, abrasive asshole that guides you through American ridiculousness. I don't know what the future holds. Only Oprah Winfrey does, and she won't share her power of clairvoyance with the rest of her book club. But what I do know is that we are all in this together. All of us. The 75 million people that voted for President-elect Joe Biden, and the other 75 million people who voted for the exiting President Trump. Together we must strive for more and work for a better future for our country and for those who will come after us. Cliché I know, but true nonetheless. So to circle back, I ponder once more the question, did it get better or worse? The answer, well, remains unseen by all of us, with the exception of Oprah, of course. But what I do know is that I will be here with you, patiently waiting for January 20th to arrive, at which time I will either let out a sigh of relief that can be heard from the International Space Station, or begin broadcasting America the podcast from my bunker. What? I said I wasn't going to leave the country or planet. I didn't say anything about where I would be staying while I live here. Until then, to quote our former British overlords and the poster in every 20-something girl's apartment, keep calm and carry on. This has been our biannual election segment, did it get better or worse? We'll be right back with more America the Podcast in a moment. It's America the Podcast! And we are back. So, we learned a lot today. Hell, we learned a lot over the past four years. We learned that 
we will give in to our worst instincts given the right circumstances. But we also learned that we can come together to do better and demand better. Making up for the last four years on the world stage is going to be hard. American progress is going to be even harder. But together, with our good old American work effort and the death of American complacency, we can achieve that. We can... Well, to put it simply, we can make America great again. This is Thebadias A. Stard, thanking each and every one of you for voting. I love you all so, so much. No matter who you are in this country, no matter what your beliefs, you are a part of me as much as I am a part of you. Good night and good fight, America. I will see you next time on... America! The Podcast! America the Podcast is produced and distributed by Shway Media and is part of the Shway Media Podcast Network. The show was created by Tim Philippi and is hosted by me, Thebadias A. Stard, a.k.a. The Bastard, a.k.a. The Embodiment of and Only Hope for America. The show was recorded in Shway Media Studios and is mixed and edited by Tim Philippi. Producers for America the Podcast are Tim Philippi and Alana Matos. The show's theme song is by Timmy Two-Step and all other music was purchased through Storyblocks. If you liked the show, and you better have liked it, please leave a five-star review in iTunes. The show is available on all podcast directories, including Spotify and YouTube, but the all-powerful iTunes controls the fate of all podcasts, just like the Dark Lord Sauron controls Middle-earth. May their reign be just as short. For video messages and other content, please visit our YouTube channel or head over to americathepodcast.com. We've got you covered there. And don't forget to check out all of the other spectacular shows on the Shway Media Podcast Network at shwaymedia.com. Go now. This has been a production of Shway Media, all rights reserved. For more information, please visit shwaymedia.com. Thank you.